0: That's so cool. Anyway, I'm gonna pass this around, and we're gonna have a a quick question, well, quick question and answer session and um, uh, about the history on this great weekend of the 60th anniversary of Valley Press. And we're looking at uh, a lot of years of pastorship right here. And um, the experiences, yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, so anyway, I have prepared some questions. I'm not going to say whether or not I shared them with them or not, but you can judge for yourself if they're prepared, okay? And then I'll I'll give you this and we'll pass this along. And uh, you can answer, you can all answer the questions if you like or you don't have to. If you want to pass on something, I'm fine. They'll save us time. (laughs) So, okay. All right, so I have a microphone here. Let me see, is this working, Uh, is this one working? Yeah. So this will be yours and you guys can share it and I'll use this. All right. Here we go. I'm going to use my journalistic talents here, quote unquote. Okay, here we go. Questions for the VPC pastors. September 30th, 2018, Portola Valley, California. First question When you think about your individual tenures at Valley, what is the first thought or image that comes to your mind? I think it is, but let's, let's turn it up a little bit. Yeah. No. There you go.
1: look at this, I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking, mm, if we came here, no one would ever hear a word we said, you know, because it's just such an amazingly sunny place. And then almost immediately it was, and that would be okay. It was Sarah's gone okay. there as God, there.
2: what an editor you
0: are. That's great, you're a great editor. This is gonna work out just fine. <laughs> Going. So
3: I'm the one you didn't listen to for 29 years. <laughs> the, the two thoughts come to mind for me um, uh, are generosity and, and grace. And the, the grace has already been um, kind of spoken to. Um, I'm what Cheryl's saying about we kind of answer the same way. Uh, what maybe you knew at the beginning and didn't know toward the end was I was scared the whole time we were here. <laughs> and felt like I um, uh, it felt like I was just suspended by grace through it all. Um, so that that was kind of uh, God's main part in all of that. But the second is the generosity. And what I'm realizing now that we're away from here and visiting other churches and all, uh, I think it's the nature of this community that understands generosity in a way that most congregations don't. And I'm talking here about both material and spiritual things. There's um, a willingness in this uh, community to simply be generous with With who you are and with what you have. So
0: that's what I carry. Great, you can hang on to that. You guys all answered question two without me even asking. I was going to ask you about what you personally take away as enduring values from this church. And I see gratitude, I hear generosity and faithfulness. So you guys answered that. You guys are really good at this. When you're explaining Valley Press to an outsider, how do you describe to him or her the nature of our congregation?
3: I usually start with uh, just the physical plants, which we've all kind of addressed, but also the the location. I I think that so much of uh, how churches function now, I think I understand, is about location. And I love the new theme. I love the base camp theme. Um, So obviously you are located at the tip of Silicon Valley. Um, What we learned early on, thanks to actually Keith Wintermute, was really helpful on this insight, is that what, one of the differences in this church? Is it's made up of on the Myers-Briggs scale NTS, where engineers and doctors and people who um, uh, know how to take risks and how to be in the world in a particular way. Most churches are not like that, and and you s- tend to call people who are not NTS that are people who are uh, feeling and thinking and visionary kinds of folks, and it's a really good mix. So I try to describe that when I okay. um, uh, talk about church. Good. And I didn't even take it. Right, well, I just
0: intuited that I knew Chris was going to say. Now, you know, these two had plenty of time in the car to talk about this on the way from Oregon. <laughs>
1: Be the 12th commandment, and you guys all do it very well. And that, uh, just one more. That, um, in, here in Silicon Valley, you taught us to think outside of the box, and you taught that to us that that is a more godly thing than we've always done this way. Okay. okay I think that's something this community is really, really good at. Good, so, like that. good. Now, what was the next question? I mean,
0: <laughs> oh, it uh, how do you explain Valley okay. to an outsider? Okay. I'll keep you on track here. Okay, so the banner that's out front on the administration building that says,
1: You are welcome here. Um, a number of years ago, as a lot of you will remember, we started putting those banners up annually. And in our worship staff meetings, we, we would struggle and laugh and come up with the most outlandish things. But more than anything, we wanted to communicate to pastors by and community who we were and what we felt we had to offer them. And one of my favorite ones. Was the year that we did Wizard of Oz, and it sort of permeated the community for a number of months. And the banner that went up after that was, "There's no place like home." And I think so very many of us feel that way. Here is home,
2: and there's no place like it. What's the question again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. How do you describe Valley? How would you How do you describe Valley to an outsider when you When you were here? Nice. Nice.
2: John and I were talking one morning and uh, I was trying to find words to express uh, this congregation. And uh, John said, well, oh, you know those trees out there. Those redwoods are not just regular trees. They're trees that never try to stand alone. They interlock their roots with one another and depend upon each other for so their being connected in order to survive. And I thought, wow. And he said, yeah, that's that's what this church is about, is caring for one another, supporting one another. And I need to. All of them have gone through bankruptcy. and talked with the person and said, I'm not sure I can do this. And I said, well, the fact that you have come up and said that, you know, you've been through this experience, that says to me that you're willing to be vulnerable, which is the hardest part of being willing to be vulnerable to let other people know that you've been through some very sharing struggle, of strength, I'm sharing a sense of hopelessness when you feel you're all alone and if you realize you aren't. That's generosity that I've had in this church and will be for all of you.
0: Very good. Jenny, did you want to try
2: that?
4: Yeah, I have, I'm not sure if it was... She's got Ha, ha, ha.
0: Absolutely. I'm sure that's something Jesus would have done. Exactly. That's exactly what he would have done. Okay, I know we're getting kind of short on time, but I'm going to do two more questions, okay? And that's it. Um, the first one I'm going to ask you is, I would like you to name a particularly embarrassing moment for you during a service. He jumps right okay. on it. So
3: Cheryl and I thought we would tell one about each other, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> this wasn't particularly embarrassing, but it was really a fun morning. So on Easter Sunday some years ago, we were baptizing Maria Ornez, and she's in uh, Scotland. Who's in Scotland, right? And um, uh, the, the Gendron's new baby. Easter morning, big, kind of a big day like today, and we gathered around the um, the, the, the the font. And we opened the thing up, and there was no water in the font, thanks to me. And we all, three, four ministers, three ministers, and the minister kind of looked in, and Roth turned to the congregation and said, Look, the baptismal font is empty. <laughs> like the tomb is empty. I'm sure we all got that. And then. And then, like the bunny he is, he bounded out, got water, came back, and it went on. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: Okay. Um, it, it, for me, they're legion. I mean, I'm sure many of you could name any number of <laughs> Cheryl moments. Um, so I'm going to do uh, a couple really fast. Um, one that was very personally remember- memorable was wearing a, a red dress on Pentecost Sunday, and we had a big birthday. i blew out the candles and...
0: Okay.
3: it only happen once it's a good
4: retirement job
3: yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs>
4: And the whole sail, all the pressure went, oh.
0: We could tell stories all day, I'm sure. <laughs> but we'll have to edit it a little bit. We've got one more question I'd like you guys to think about. Uh, tell me something about our church that we might not know.
3: Um, I'm going to kind of step out of here. I'll, I'll try to do this quickly. Uh, there's a freedom that comes being a pastor that we all know. And the, the freedom is you're given very clear sense of who you're, what you're called to do and be and and we both loved that um there's a different retirement that comes with uh, a different freedom that comes with retirement and i don't have to be so careful now Mm -hmm. (laughs) so here is the reality that i'm working with in my own personal life that i bring to you all and that is um, the whole issue of white privilege Um, so that's why i'm going first because i know they're going to say something more positive it, it is maybe the hardest thing that we have to look at. And um, the world is not what it was 25 years ago. And um, we, I am still not, I still do not have the gifts that I need to look at how to unpack um, my role now with that. And I, I would, I'm putting that on you. I think that, uh, especially a church like this, that the whole, anyway. That's the, that'd be mine.
0: Okay. No,
3: no? Okay. Two
1: years after we came, uh, which was 1987, in 1989, um, probably a lot of you remember who we were in this area at the big earthquake, the Loma
0: Prieta and
1: it was 7, right?
0: Five, five o'clock. Pardon? Five o'clock in the afternoon?
1: Five Uh... Uh-huh.
2: very strong individualism, and one of the great messages of this congregation is you don't have to go alone. You come.
0: Thank you so much for defining our base camp. This is great. I want to thank, we have laughed and cried up here in the last 20 minutes. This is wonderful. I want to thank Mark and Cheryl Goodman Morris, Lloyd Orchard, Jenny Warner. Thank you all so much, and God bless you all.